0: Oakland A's baseball is just an hour away.
1: Elvis hits a high five ball to left. Drifting back on it. Winker is still going back. He's at the track. He's right to the wall. Leaping at the wall. And it's gone. The pitch. Fastball strike three.
2: Called high octane at 95. A half a dozen Ks for Caprillion
1: through four.
0: It's time to take you inside the clubhouse with the A's Total Access PREGAME show presented by Chevron.
1: Swing on a fly ball right field and deep, and Haggerty's going back. Hit the track, you'll turn and watch it fly. And Loreano goes the other way with a three run home run.
0: Follow the A's 24 7 on A's Cast, your home for nonstop A's baseball. A's Total Access with Chris Townsend starts now.
3: Well, the Athletics have lost three straight, but they're still seven and five since the All-Star break. It's gonna be Cap up against Shohei Ohtani. It's the A's and the Angels from the Big A. Ray Fossey and Vin Scully coming up next. Vince Catronio, everybody has a Vince, uh, Vince Scully story. We want to get yours in before we hear the Ray and Vinny show today.
2: Well, I mean, he was—I uh, met him in 1991 when I was with the Astros at spring training in Vero Beach. Uh, the, my favorite story is when I was with the Rangers. My wife's father had just passed away. Uh, my father-in-law, grew, my, my father-in-law grew up in, in Mexico. Moved to Arizona, five daughters. When he got away from the from the girls in the house, he would go to the car radio and listen to the Dodgers during Fernando Mania back in the day because there was no Diamondbacks at the time. That was uh, his way to get away from all the, the the ruckus in the house. And when my wife finally met Vin in uh, 1998, just a flood of tears, he couldn't have been more gracious. He hugged my wife repeatedly. It was just so happy to meet my wife and that was you know, among the many great things about Vin. He made you feel like him spending time with you was the most important part of his day, and it just you know, made absolutely no sense as you're getting a chance to meet a true legend and a, and a giant in our industry.
3: Yeah, I said it, it. It's real simple. My mother used to say it. He was a lovely man. That's who he was.
2: Yep. He was. He was. His, and I tell the story all the time. I told the story two days ago to an Uber driver who was uh, talking about Vin Scully and wanting to get an autographed baseball for his dad as a Father's Day gift, and I said, You'll be happy to know he is as genuine as you see him on television or as you heard him on the radio. He is the same person. He is absolutely wonderful, and he is, you know, so missed. It's been so great to see so many tributes uh, across the the coast from coast to coast uh, from so many people that everybody has been touched by Vince Scully.
3: And you got a special highlights and stuff for us Yeah, just, today?
2: A, yeah just a chance. To, I know some folks have heard some of the stuff before, but I'd like to put it all together and just added a few of my own thoughts about it and just uh, happy to do it uh, Could have gone on for hours, of course, if you're talking about uh, highlights for Vince Scully. But we'll take the, the six or seven minutes and make the most of it.
3: Great stuff. Coming up next, we've got Vince Scully and Ray Fossey right here on A's Total Access brought to you by Chevron.
1: In the front, we'll take out that tree, install a new fence. You're gonna call 811, right? Isn't that just for excavators? No, dude. Calling 811 is for excavators, homeowners, contractors, anyone. Natural gas lines and other utilities can be buried anywhere. Call 811 two working days before any digging project to get all underground lines marked for free. Thanks, deep-voiced narrator. You're welcome, dude. Brought to you by Southwest Gas. This is A's Total
3: Access. We are going to honor two baseball legends today here on A's Total Access, brought to you by Chevron, our own Ray Fossey, and Vince Scully. We're going to do it not once, but twice. Here's our first interview with these two greats.
5: From the Coliseum, I'm happy to be joined one uh, one of the greatest broadcasters, if not the greatest. 63 seasons of broadcasting Dodgers baseball. It's amazing. How do you do it? I know you love the game of baseball, but many, how would you look at the game and all the years that you broadcast? What keeps bringing you back to broadcast such
6: a great game? You know, it's a funny thing, Ray, but I guess the inside temperature about my emotions is still there. In the sense, if there is a good play. I will get goosebumps. Now I got goosebumps way back when I started, but I still get them. And as long as I get the goosebumps, so uh, you can't manufacture emotion. So I know that I still love it very much and uh, I'm still holding on with both hands. And you continue to do it solo. You're by yourself. I know Boyd's
5: in the booth with you. How do you do that? Because in checking back, you had a color analyst, I guess, in football and of course in golf, you would have those. But in baseball, you seem to have always been solo. How do you do that? How
6: did that start? Well, it really started with Red Barber, who felt one voice, one man. Uh, Even when we had three announcers in Brooklyn, uh, we never exchanged pleasantries on the air. One man was on, and the other theory was, and it's a pretty good one, I think, if I wanted to sell you a car, which would be more effective? if I talk directly to you or if I talk to my friend on my right and you're listening to our conversation so basically one man I think does a better job of selling now you talked about I've had analysts yes on the network and the network cares less about attendance but when you're doing a, a local team your whole idea is to get people to come out there and I've always felt I could do a better job selling the team selling the game uh, talking without having someone else in there coming up with other ideas. So it really goes all the way back to Red Barber, who did it 70 years ago. You know, That's a great point. I, I've listened to you. Every opportunity that I have to
5: listen to you, I will do that, because there's no doubt you're a great inspiration for all broadcasters, yours truly included. The preparation and watching or listening to you, you seem to be so prepared. How do you do that on a daily basis with all the new players, all the new teams that you have to broadcast for?
6: Well, it's work, of course, as you can well imagine. Uh, I think you could sum it all up with the word accumulation. Uh, After the season's over, you come during the wintertime, and you're seeing these uh, off-season articles about players. I'll tear it out. I'll put it in a file. And all winter long, I'm tearing out these things. And then when the season starts, I go through the files, apply it to each team that we're going to play, Uh, And you just never stop. So that's really what it is. They're usually written articles. Sometimes I'll make notes from a conversation. Maybe something that you say while we're having a cup of coffee together. I'll go back and write it down. And next year, God willing, uh, I might say, I remember Ray Fossey told me, blah, blah, blah. So that's really the key word, I think, uh, accumulation.
5: Ben Scully, a tremendous broadcaster, joins us on A's warm up in town with the Los Angeles Dodgers. And of course, watching last night's game, I think about 40 pitches in the first inning by Aaron Harang and just marvel the fact that you're by yourself. But you mentioned the name Red Barber. It started back in Brooklyn, in New York, with Red Barber. Talk about that and how he helped get you started in broadcasting.
6: Well, Red was a marvelous reporter. Uh, he was not telling a lot of humor on the air, he concentrated on the ball game. He tried very hard to keep his emotion out of it. And I realized at a very early age, let's say we're doing a ball game and it's the ninth inning and the A's are down by one and Josh Reddick comes up and everybody's saying, if he can just hit a home run, it'll tie up the game. And he just hits a routine fly ball. The instinct of the crowd is to cheer because they're looking with their hearts. They're looking at what they want to see, not what they're looking at. And that's the trap that we have to make sure we don't fall into. So uh, Red and I discussed that quite often. Also, Red said uh, not to root, which uh, was really important in New York. We had three teams. People would be listening to us who might very well have been Yankee fans or Giant fans. So I've never rooted ever. And uh, I also think by keeping the emotion out of it, I'm more accurate. And my other thing is my own, and that is, when I was eight years old, I used to listen to football games. Mm-hmm. There was no uh, baseball, and I would crawl under the radio, and I would hear this crowd of 80,000 in Ann Arbor, Michigan, or in Tennessee, Alabama. Uh, it meant nothing to me, but the roar of the crowd was the greatest thing in the whole world to me. So to this day, I have two main things, to be accurate, to call it as quickly as possible and to shut up because <laughs> i love the crowd and uh, one time doing a world series quite a few years ago i called a home run and i shut up and the crowd went bananas and then the network as they always do show it again right. and i felt well i have nothing else to say i've already called it a home run so i never said another word and one of the thousands of television columnists wrote that perhaps Vin Scully made his greatest contribution by saying nothing and I took that to heart because I took it as a compliment and I've tried very hard to do just that.
5: Now did that home run happen to be Kirk Gibson in 1988?
6: Oh no, even long before that to be honest you know my first uh, World Series, thank God, the first one I ever did was 1953 Mm -hmm. so it goes back a few but um, I've always been in love with the roar of the crowd. More than anything else involved with this game, the roar of the crowd really gets me. I love it. I relish it. I once said it's like uh, water coming out of a shower head. It goes all over my body, and here come the goosebumps, <laughs> and I know I'm in good hands. Well, Vinny, so much to ask
5: you about, but so little time, as you well know, with pregame shows. Always sure. a pleasure to see you. And again, we marvel, everybody marvels at you, the voice that's recognized all across the world.
6: Thanks for the visit. Well, thank you. It's my pleasure, Ray,
5: believe me. That is Vince Scully.
3: That is just amazing. Up next, Jessica Kleinschmidt with the Duke. Jim Duquette right here on A's Total Access brought to you by Chevron.
4: The A's are back, and you won't want to miss this epic matchup. The A's host the Giants in the Bay Bridge Series, presented by Gilead Sciences, at the Coliseum August 6th and 7th.
2: Three, two, runner goes swinging, and a miss. And down goes Estrada, and the Giants in the seventh.
4: Catch some summer vibes and get your tickets to see the Athletics take on the Giants at the Coliseum. Pack your sunscreen and shades, and bring your friends or family out to the ballpark for the Bay Bridge Series. Tickets are selling quickly. Get your tickets today at athletics.com/slash.
0: Here are some easy tips to get the most out of a time of use rate plan. Number one, during peak times, get your dishes loaded and your clothes ready to wash or dry. Then wait until off peak times to press the start button. Number two, run your AC during off-peak hours, then nudge it up to 78 degrees when peak hours begin. Number three, one of the easiest ways to conserve energy is by turning off appliances, televisions, and lights. To see more easy tips, visit pge.com touinfo.
3: Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors.
0: A's cast is your destination for non-stop A's baseball.
1: Jed deep in the box, slightly open, the pitch to him is swung on and launched a deep right, way back, Tramell at the track, he will turn and watch it fly. Jed Lowry homers to right center and shoots the A's in front. The next pitch swung on and hammered a deep right center field,
2: Kiermaier on the run to the track at the wall, jumps and it is gone. Sean Murphy, bangs went out the deep right center. This is A's
0: Total Access with Chris Townsend, presented by Chevron.
7: Welcome back to A's Total Access, presented by Chevron, Jessica Kleinschmidt here. Now the 2022 trade deadline came, went, still debating if it conquered. We can dive deeper into that. My guest today is baseball analyst for LB Network Radio on Sirius XM and former GM himself, Jim Duquette. Jim, my friend, how are you today? Hello.
6: How oh, are
8: you, Jess? Good to be with you. Uh, interesting deadline, huh? When you look at, uh, you know, just when you look at it globally as a sport, we uh, may not ever see a player traded like Juan Soto ever again. That's how. That's how crazy it was.
7: Yeah, and you're saying it's interesting. But before we dive into Juan Soto, have you have you had a chance to just catch your breath yet? Over after the deadline, are we good?
8: Yeah, we we're good. You know, it's funny because on this side of it, on the on the broadcast media side of it. Um, you can get involved as much or as little as you want. I tend to dip my both feet in, but I don't jump all the way in. Um, like Ken Rosenthal and John Heyman and and um JP Morosi, those guys are the the stars of the of it from the broadcast side and from the media side because they're breaking news all the time they're they're unbelievable i mean you know too how how difficult it is to break news so uh most of the time we're um analyzing it but i like to get involved just obviously from a a gm perspective sometimes uh i'll I'll, um, pick somebody somebody might pick my brain on an organization that i know pretty well so i get involved with it to, to a little degree but not nearly the way i used to so the the sleeping hours are much better I think we talked to Dad Levine of the Minnesota twins, and he literally said, I haven't slept and I won't until later tonight. So that would have probably been like a 36 hour period where he didn't sleep. I think most GMs are like that.
7: Yeah. So you're, you're sleeping now, which is a beautiful thing. Now we're obviously you mentioned Juan Soto. That was pretty much the headliner. We knew heading into the trade deadline that would happen, but not just the fact that the Padres acquired him, but Josh Bell as well. And then, of course, we had Josh Hader, the Musgrove extension. What are your initial thoughts on how the Padres did at the deadline? And is this just A.J. Preller's world and we're living in it?
8: I think so. I I think that's the thing that, um, you know, he's so aggressive all the time. And that's where, you know, if you're uh, competing against him like the Dodgers are or any of the National League teams for that matter, because they're going to be a force in the National League now, um, you really have to pay attention to it. And, you know, when you get impact, like they did, and it wasn't just Soto, but, you know, Josh Bell is impactful, middle of the lineup, bat haters, obviously impact when it comes to um, being a closer, Brandon Drury, you know, is a a versatile player, over 20 home runs, like they, they really hit every single area that they needed, and then, of course, Tatis is coming back, uh, which nobody really has a player like that, who's been on the injury list, that's going to be returning to the roster, so, yeah, I think that, um you know when you look at it in that light did they come up short so far the first four months that far yeah far short they're they're what are they 10 games back of the dodgers so not likely they're winning the division but they are a huge threat in the postseason and you know their pitching which faded last year has has stayed strong and i think adding haters really helped them so uh yeah i think they're <laughs> that's gonna be i can't wait to see that lineup when it's in full force with tatis back
7: you know, I, I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention enough, but I thought it was just going to be Juan, Sona, Juan Soto in solidarity. But we don't talk about – Josh Bell was hitting over 300 heading into the deadline as well. That's got to be – you want to talk about aggressive. That's really aggressive on Prowler's part.
8: Well, it is because he had a couple first basemen, right? He had Hosmer there. He had Boyd there. Um, but, you know, those, those two really weren't um, working for them when you kind of look at the overall lineup. Obviously, Boyd was injured earlier and then – he, he came back and, you know, Hosmer had a great, start. Hosmer, you know, in fairness to him, he carried them and he and uh, Machado in the month of April. Right. So um, I think when you look at him and, you know, he did, he had kind of a down, I'd say down career. When you look at it overall compared to the money that he was paid there for the Padres, he did serve some some really good uh, seasons for them. And I think Manny Machado said it best right um, after the deadline he was excited for the new players, but he said, we lost a really good guy in the clubhouse in in Hosmer. So that's always something that a GM has to take into consideration. The talent clearly trumped, you know, any subtraction when it comes to the clubhouse chemistry, because winning will, will, will fix that or cure that. But um, I, I do think that, um, you know, with, with Bell filling in there he is an upgrade over both of those players and that's the thing that you're always looking to do even if it's incremental upgrades and GM's always trying to do that to the roster and obviously AJ he upgraded more than just incrementally
7: and the Eric Hosmer situation was unique I'd never seen anything like that there's a no trade clause involved and we're waiting on him to make a decision obviously the trade was going to go through but have you ever seen anything like that where something was halted due to a player's no trade clause you
8: no know, it happens uh a little um it happened uh, when i was with the the mets way back back in 2000 that was 20 over 20 years ago but we were trying to trade for barry larkin at the deadline uh who was with the reds and he had a no trade and he wanted to he wanted to get an extension and we we didn't want to do the extension we just wanted him for the final three months of the season and so he said he turned us down he said no we had a deal in place, and so it happens. You know, it's happened to, to me before. Um, I think that part of it is, um, you know, one of those that you don't see it rarely. But I, I think, you know, I think with Hosmer, he did what he should do. He had to consider all of the the, the situations, the opportunities, and then weigh whether he's willing to accept it. And so he didn't, and they found a home for him, obviously in Boston, where he where he couldn't control where he went. And, um, you know, and then they obviously traded void as well.
7: Yeah, it's very interesting to watch. And not going to lie, I just did like the drama a little bit.
3: Part two of her conversation with the former GM. And, of course, you can hear him on Sirius XM MLB radio channel 89, the great Jim Duquette. Up next, a special tribute, Vince Catronio on The Greatness of Vin Scully, who passed away yesterday at the age of 94. Coming up next, right here on A's Total Access, brought to you by Chevron.
9: Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based on what it takes to help your company win. And that's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflows, managing documents, and providing the best-in-class office technology. Make your championship decision with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com.
2: That's ubeo.com. When Northern California businesses need some pop in their lineup, they call the bank rooted in the East Bay mechanics bank since 1905 mechanics bank has been helping bay area and northern california businesses find success and perform at the top of their game see how they can make a difference in your business today call or stop by your local branch or visit mechanicsbank.com mechanics bank the official east bay bank of the oakland a's member fdic and equal housing lender innovation that's at the heart of cal state east bay
9: This is A's total access.
10: Hi, everybody, and a very pleasant good evening to you,
2: wherever you may be. The words turned into phrases and then into moments and finally into memories for generations of baseball fans. We all mourn the passing of Vince Scully, a Hall of Fame announcer for 67 years of Dodgers baseball and so much more. If you met him, he greeted you with a smile and a way to make you feel like that was the most important part of his day. And when you listened, he welcomed you with open arms to be alongside. Vin was a poet laureate and master wordsmith of the English language. Enjoy a few memories of the greatest baseball announcer of all time. September 9th, 1965 with Sandy Koufax, Chasing History against the Chicago Cubs.
10: In this spine-tingling moment, Sandy Koufax and Jeff Torboy, the boys who will try and stop anything hit their way. Wes Parker, Dick Trususki, Maury Wills, and John Kennedy. The outfield of Lou Johnson, Willie Davis, and Ron Fairley. And there's a 29,000 people in the ballpark and a million butterflies. Two and two to Harvey Keen. One strike away. Sandy into his windup. Here's the pitch. Swung on and missed a perfect game. On the scoreboard in right field, it is 9.46 p.m. in the city of the Angels, Los Angeles, California. And a crowd of 29,139 just sitting in to see the only pitcher in baseball history to hurl four no-hit, no-run games. He has done it four straight years and now he capped it on his fourth no-hitter. He made it a perfect game.
2: Vin would broadcast 21 no-hitters and three perfect games in his career. Another one of those was for Fernando Valenzuela
10: on June 29th, 1990. Fernando, ready in the strike two pitch, is hit back to the box, dribbling to second, Samwell on the bag, close to first, double play, Fernando Valenzuela. Venezuela has pitched a no-hitter at 10.17 in the evening of June the 29th, 1990. If you have a sombrero, throw it to the sky.
2: An appreciation for history, not just for the sport, but for the nation, was another Hall of Fame trait of Scully. And that came into focus when Henry Aaron broke Babe Ruth's all-time home run record In April of 1974.
10: One ball and no strikes. Aaron waiting. The outfield deep and straight away. Fastball is a high drive in the deep left center field. Butler goes back to the fan city. Moment for Atlanta and the state of Georgia. What a marvelous moment for
2: the country and the world. Aside from the Dodgers, then was the national voice of baseball, and that included the World Series. Through all the years, all the games, Vin still had the enthusiasm even when the unexpected happened, as was the case in Game 6 of the 1986 World Series between the Red Sox and the Mets.
10: The winning run is at second base with two out, three and two to Mookie Wilson. Little roller up along first, behind the bag, it gets through Buckner, here comes Knight and the Mets win it!
2: Vin always had a sense of the moment and a lifetime of memorable calls. Scully once again delivered when Kirk Gibson stepped to the plate in Game 1 of the 1988 World Series between the Dodgers and the A's. And look who's coming up. Too many walks through sports history for this tribute baseball football and golf too and the countless i've made it moments for baseball players who grew up in southern california to hear vince scully tell their story on a broadcast his farewell in 2016 reminded us all how gracious he was how humble how incredibly blessed Vince scully felt spending decades with us when in fact, we were the ones that were so lucky to listen along the way.
6: All I can do is tell you what I wish for you. May God give you for every storm a rainbow, for every tear a smile, for every care a promise, and a blessing in each trial, for every problem life seems a faithful friend to share, for every sigh a sweet song, and an answer for each prayer. You and I have been friends for a long time, but I know in my heart that I've always needed you more than you've ever needed me. And I'll miss our time together more than I can say. But you know what? There will be a new day and eventually a new year. And when the upcoming winter gives way to spring, rest assured once again, it will be time for Dodger baseball. So this is Vin Scully wishing you a very pleasant good afternoon, wherever you may be.
2: Thank you, Vin Scully, for taking baseball fans through an incredible ride of memories that will stay with us forever.
1: Created in America for those who build, feed, and protect our nation, Boot Barn now carries an expanded selection
2: of Hawks USA wedge work boots. Constructed in the U.S. with full grain leather that won't crack, tear, or peel, a Goodyear welt construction for longevity, and the Hawks ground support insoles that will drastically increase your comfort. This boot
1: is built for purpose. Unrivaled utility, Hawks USA wedge boots, only at Boot Barn.
3: They say to never mess with the classics, but Panera did just that and more with our new Chef's Chicken Sandwiches by using pan-seared chicken, our secret garlic aioli recipe, parmesan crisps, and pickle chips, all on a buttery brioche roll. Because if no one messed with the classics, you'd never have a chicken sandwich this good. New Chef's Chicken Sandwiches from Panera. Only $1 delivery fee when you order on our app. Restrictions apply. For details, visit panerabread.com slash delivery info.
1: Now, here's the O2 pitch. Waved it, and Cole Irvin strikes out the side.
0: A's Cast is your 24-7 destination for A's baseball. Visit athletics.com slash A's Cast for on-demand and live coverage of the Oakland A's. Now back to A's Total Access with Chris Townsend. Presented by Chevron.
3: Time now for the stat of the day brought to you by Mechanics Bank. Look out, Shohei Otani. He is looking to become the eighth pitcher to strike out ten or more batters in seven consecutive games. That is very impressive. But hopefully it ends tonight, that streak, and he doesn't get to be the eighth guy ever to do that. Only seven different pitchers. That's impressive. Time now for the injury report brought to you by Kaiser Permanente. Remind you to stay safe, stay positive, and stay healthy stay healthy visit kp.org today everybody's good right now so you know what let's just sit back and enjoy two legends ray fossey and vin scully next right here on a's total access brought to you by chevron
9: like sports business is about winning championship decisions are business decisions based on what it takes to help your company win and that's why there's ubo business services specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflows, managing documents, and providing the best-in-class office technology. Make your championship decision with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. That's ubeo.com.
0: Humanity has accomplished a whole lot so far. We created penicillin, the automobile, and the Internet, not to mention drones, duct tape, and the hot dog. It's all thanks to the power of human connections, and Ring Central's here to make that even easier, more seamlessly and securely, on a platform built to grow your business. Say hello to a whole new way to say hello. Visit RingCentral.com and say hello to possibilities. Ring Central, message, video, phone, together.
9: You're listening to the A's Total Access Show.
0: Well, we played one interview already,
3: but we're gonna play another. Unfortunately, the great one, the legend. Vince Scully passed away yesterday at the age of 94, so we're honoring a legend with our legend, Ray Fossey. They were friends. Here's Ray and Vinny once again.
5: Hall of Famer broadcaster, Vince Scully, joins us on A's warm-up. And, Vince, so many great things that you have been involved with, and I just want to mention a few of those and have you comment on them. Sandy Koufax,
6: perfect game in 1965. What do you remember? Well, Ray, first of all, I've probably done, I think it's 25 no-hitters and uh, several uh, perfect games. Sandy's the only pitcher I've ever been involved with whom I felt after two or three pitches in the first inning I would have the thought he might pitch a no-hitter. Now I know that sounds strange and yet that was the feeling. Uh, The night that he played the Cubs and it was an unbelievable game because here is Sandy pitching a perfect game, Bob Henley, another left-hander with the Cubs, pitches a one-hitter, and Sandy winds up winning the perfect game. As I say, every time he went to the mound, I marveled. And the one difference with his perfect game, uh, as you know, he did four. And each one, even if the Oakland pitcher tonight is pitching and I was on radio, I would uh, give the date so that 25 years from now that pitcher would remember in case he forgot well I had done that with Sandy three three times so this night he's pitching the perfect game and I thought what can I do for the grandkids and I thought I know I'll put the time on wow. well time means nothing in baseball right. but I put the time on and so at nine twenty-eight, as Sandy goes <laughs> to the mound whatever Well, this went over like it was the most dramatic theatrical thing I could have done. It was pure luck. As I say, I was doing it strictly for Sandy Koufax.
5: 1955, Brooklyn Dodgers win their only World Series. You were there. What what do you remember about that?
6: I was on the last half of the game working with the great Mel Allen. Johnny Padres was pitching. Uh, The last out was a ground ball to short, and Pee Wee Reese claims... well, God rest his soul, but we used to tease him that he didn't aim the throw. Hodges had to stretch like a pair of scissors to catch it, and they finally have won the only world championship in the history of the borough. And being on the air, I said, ladies and gentlemen, the Brooklyn Dodgers are the champions of the world. And that's all I said. And we went off the air, and all winter long, people would say to me how could you have been so calm how could you have just been matter of fact I wasn't the point being I could not have said another word I think I would have broken down and cried I was so emotionally affected by the fact that these fellas whom I knew so well finally attained that elusive championship Roy Campanella and Jackie Robinson two prominent players for the Brooklyn Dodgers what about those two Roy Campanella was part Italian and part black so he was black and white uh, he was from a small area in Philadelphia called nice Town. and he really was from Nicetown and he was very jolly he was the mother hen he'd go out to the mound to counsel or tease or console whatever it might be uh, I remember sitting at his feet literally uh, in spring training listening to him tell me about playing in the Negro Leagues, as they call them, playing three games in one day and covering a 100 miles. that were, They were on the bus longer than they were on the playing field. He was a sheer delight. Uh, Charlie Dressen in those days had a rule. If you won, you could have a beer. If you lost, it was soda pop. And I remember Campy a lot of times would come up in the ninth inning hit a game-winning home run, and running around the bases, he would holler, ice that beer, ice that beer. So everybody loved him. He he was terrific. Jackie Robinson was perhaps the single most exciting player I've ever seen in the sense that when he started, everyone was against him. There were a lot of people who tried to hurt him, and he would respond by trying to beat them. And I remember Leo DeRocher, the manager of the Giants, used to tell the Giants, leave him alone. Let him sleep. Don't wake him up. Most of us, I would say the high percentage of us, lose something when we're angry. We're not quite as effective. Jackie, when he was angry, raised his level a little higher. I saw him in Pittsburgh one night. They threw at him, so he was angry. So he bunted for a base hit, stole second, (laughs) stole third, stole home. Uh, That was Jackie Robinson. I mean, he was a firebrand and was so till the day he hung him up. The move from Brooklyn to Los Angeles.
5: You were there, uh, of course, in Brooklyn, and with the move, and you've been the Los Angeles Dodgers broadcaster ever since. What was that like to move from the East to the West?
6: Well, I had just gotten married, so it was bittersweet. I was leaving my family and all of my friends, but at the same time, I had a job. Mm -hmm. and I didn't know I was going to have that job. I mean, I'd only been there a few years, and uh, thank goodness they said, you know, we're going to take you with us. Uh, when I got to Los Angeles uh, I had the feeling there was no heart of the city It was so big and so spread out and the biggest uh, stroke of good fortune I had the games were being played in the Coliseum which was a football stadium and a track stadium but certainly not baseball but when I got there it was the advent of the transistor radio now anyone could have had that good break it just happened to fall into my lap and that's really what bonded me with the people in the ballpark and with the city and all of Southern California. So uh, I was truly fortunate, Ray, with the combination and especially the transistor radio. Yeah. Tough question. You've seen so many players in all your years.
5: If there's one player that you could say the best I've ever seen, I know it's hard, but What one player can you think of that was the best that you saw?
6: Well, narrowing it down to the National League, because I just didn't see enough of the American League, I do know my favorite on paper in the American League was Joe DiMaggio. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you realize that Joe DiMaggio, the most times he ever struck out in one season was 39. We've got guys that strike out (laughs) 39 during the National Anthem. Uh, 39 uh... amazing unbelievable he was a little bit less but his home runs and strikeouts are almost the same so he was truly remarkable and of course we know about ted williams uh... the other night i I did a little symposium and among those there were tony larusa and he was asked that same question i was surprised he said ricky henderson and i didn't realize that i knew ricky was a very good player i didn't realize he was that stature but tony said absolutely over in the national league Uh, The player that I've always felt was the best all-around player was Willie Mays. Mm. I felt that Willie could easily have been a shortstop, second baseman, third baseman, first baseman. I don't know about pitch, but uh, he was the best all-around player. When you start talking to Henry Aaron, Roberto Clemente, I mean, you're with the gods of baseball. So it is tough, but I think I've said it. Willie Mays, all-around, probably the one.
5: And we're with the God of Broadcasting, (laughs) Mr. Vin
6: Scully. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. My pleasure, (laughs) Ray. God bless. you.
3: That brings tears to your eyes. Really does. Two of the all-time greats, Vin Scully and our own Ray Fossey. Both will be missed. So hard. Up next, Ken Korak with Scott Emerson right here. A's Total Access brought to you by Chevron.
9: This is A's Total Access.
1: Beautiful warm Wednesday in Anaheim. The A's and the Angels game two of the series. And Scott Emerson, the A's pitching coach, is with us. The first time we've had a chance to chat, of course, after the trade of Frankie Montas and Lou Trevino to the Yankees. First of all, how do you think Frankie's going to fare in the Bronx? Well,
11: I, th- I think he's going to do a good job for them. You know, he, he's he got a good fastball. He's very confident in his skills and his skill set and what he can do. So. You know, I, I know he's excited for the opportunity to go to New York and showcase his skills. Uh, you know, Frankie's worked really hard the last seven years with us to try to be one of the elite pitchers in the big leagues. Now the exposure is going to be a little bit more probably in New York, and the pressure is there. But you know, the way I watch Frankie, he he doesn't let anything really bother him. He just goes out there and does his job, and it'll be exciting to see what he can do out there.
1: You know, you pitched in the minor leagues for quite some time, and as we approach the game tonight with Shohei Otani, pitching and hitting and thinking about that. What comes to mind?
11: Well, you know, uh, the last time I did that uh, was when I was a little kid, obviously, you know. <laughs> I, I did it a lot. I remember telling Ken Singleton, uh, the great uh, broadcaster with the New York Yankees. When I finally got to meet him, he was one of my idols growing up. I said, "Hey, I got more at bats as Ken Singleton than Ken Singleton has as Ken Singleton." So, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, he's getting to live maybe a childhood dream. You know, you get to play baseball on both sides of the ball. You know, and uh, he's a heck of a player, a great pitcher, a great hitter, and uh, you know, he's he's you know, he's the hey, You know, so yeah. you know, I, you know, he's a guy that you would pay to watch play. Uh, and, uh, but hopefully we can get to him tonight and put up some runs against him and, and uh, get him out as well.
1: Yeah, but really, how hard is it to maintain excellence from both sides as a hitter and as a pitcher?
11: Well, just from one side, it's really hard. You know, It's, it's uh, hard to, to get to the big leagues, but it's, it's even harder to stay here and to be able to be uh, an all-star at both positions as a hitter and a pitcher is phenomenal. And this guy just shows everybody what type of athlete he is. You know, He can run. He's got a cannon for an arm he's got elite power I mean the tool set is off the chart for this guy and uh, you know that, that's why he's one of the best players in baseball.
1: How do you guys try to get him out?
11: Well we just throw it up there and hope he gets himself out Ken. <laughs> yeah I mean I mean this guy is you know he's an elite hitter he's got elite power you know and you know sometimes what comes with power is comes with a lot of big swings and with big swings come big holes sometimes so we just try to exploit his holes on, on any given at bat. Uh, kind of read his swing because he's got the ability to change his approach and kind of you know He hit a great fastball 93 on the white line in off uh, Irvin last night for the double So he covered that you know he cover slider away So you know he's a very tough out because you know he's very handsy He's got bad to ball skills and he's got electric power You know
1: you're someone who's dabbled in broadcasting and you're kind of a broadcasting aficionado yourself When I say the name, Vince Scully, Emo, what comes to mind?
11: Oh, NBC Sports, you know. uh, Him and uh, all the great uh, commentators, you know, and him leading the way. Unfortunately, you you listen to the one of the Kurt Gibson homer, one of his more famous calls, but just a pioneer of what he did. Uh, lasting so long, you know, and loving the game. I think this guy really loved the game of baseball. I was fortunate to meet him a couple times, but uh, I mean, a very distinct voice. When you hear that, you kind of know, all right, it's baseball season and, uh, you know, uh, the world is going to miss him, but uh, heaven is gaining somebody special.
1: Yeah, really well said. That's Scott Emerson, Soundy, and we'll send things back over to you.
3: All right, let's get her going. The A's and the Halos from the Big A, game two of the three-game set. The Athletics, seven and five since the All-Star break, but they got to break this three-game losing streak and get the bats going once again. Cap up against Otani. Coming up next is the ball game, and I'll talk to you after the game.
4: Progressive knows that most people don't get to experience making a game-winning touchdown or a walk-off home run, so we're going to talk to you like you did something great so you can bask in the glory. No way. Is it really you? You're the one who bundled their home, auto, RV, and other vehicles with Progressive, right? Hold on. Let me grab my friends. Hey, guys, check it out. It's the one who saved the money. If you can't bask in sports glory, at least you can bask in the glory of saving money when you bundle your home and other vehicles with Progressive coverage from progressive casualty insurance company affiliates and third-party insurers discounts not available in all states or situations
0: did you get the clement horizon clean last night i don't want another particle incident where's ivan
4: kiki's head of docking operations just jumped ship
0: what do you mean he's sailing around the world
4: she needs a new marina manager to help keep her head above water yeah
0: the tide's perfect but we are slammed
4: indeed can help her hire great people fast i need indeed indeed you do you can schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from your employer dashboard Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
9: Like sports, business is about winning
1: dot com.